Hello and welcome back to the Astro Read. We are your hosts, Stella and Naeli. This podcast is all about astrology, celebrity news, and how to use astrology in your everyday life. Welcome back to our current subscribers and hello to all our new viewers tuning in today. If you're new and like our content, please feel free to subscribe. Our goal is to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year and we're getting close to it. And by continuing to gain subscribers, it allows us to continue making this content. And the comments that you leave help us get ideas on new episodes and what topics you like best. So today's episode is all about what we can expect in fall 2022. And the fall season ranges from September 22nd, 2022 to December 21st, 2022. And depending on what sources you see out there, the date can be changed by one or two dates, but that's the range. And if you're curious to know how the summer was, definitely check out our energy of the summer episode, which you you can see linked below or in our collection of videos. And the summer season was really about, in my opinion, reflecting. There was a lot of planets and asteroids going retrograde. It was a time to take stock of your life and reflect and have a good time with family and enjoy summer. But as we knew, even in the summer episode, things, the tides would turn for the fall. So now... The eclipses are back in the fall. The fall starts with Libra season, which is all about partnership. And funny enough, the Libra season starts on a 2-2-2 day because it starts on September 22nd, 2022. So there's a lot of twos on that day. So two is a number of partnership. So the season starts on a partnership note. And then throughout the season, you'll see that planets and asteroids start going direct. Uh, But we do have a major retrograde of the season that will be coming up that we will talk about later. So in this episode, we're going to break down the season by each of the months of the season, letting you know what to expect and how to best navigate this time. Stella, what are your general thoughts on the fall and what we can expect? (laughs) Let's not forget, we're going to have two eclipses. So (laughs) that's going to be interesting. And it's right at the end of October, beginning of November. You all know in the United States what's happening around that time. So Mm -hmm. we'll see how those eclipses affect elections and everything else. And then of course, it's just a season like of transformation. That's what I would really call it because that North Node, Scorpio, Taurus type of energy, that eclipse energy in those signs is about energy of transformation, especially Scorpio. Mm -hmm. just that energy of transformation happening to all of us. How are we transforming our belief systems? Mm -hmm. How are we transforming our lives, our financial systems even? Because as you have seen, there's been a lot of shortages. There's been a lot of antagonistic issues going on throughout the world, throughout whether it's in supply and shipping or in actual physical goods that you can get at your local supermarket. There has been a lot of things going on and we've all been seeing it. And how are we going to transform how we see the world? Because as we all know, we're going through a crisis of the earth, the climate crisis. And a lot of people have it on their minds, seeing as half of Pakistan right now is underwater. Most of the Midwest in the United States is having flooding constantly. And California is going through its historic 36 hour at this point when we're recording. I think it's like a 36 hour rain that's going to happen. As much rain as can happen in a year. That's the news that I've been seeing. A lot of weird things going on in the weather, a lot of storms going on that are going to be historic. And so how are we going to transform as a species? 
to be able to live and adapt to these changes. And especially being that it's in Taurus representing the earth and then in Scorpio representing transformation, how are we going to change? And so I think this fall is gonna bring a lot of that energy to it. And anybody who's out there who's running on a platform of helping to save the earth is gonna get a big boost. I feel that happening. They're gonna get a big boost because people are going to see like my activity on a daily basis affects the planet and I can do more. Whether it's changing your car or whatever it is. Not to make this political because a lot of people think the climate change is political and I'm just like, it's reality. Like we're living it. (laughs) I lived through Superstorm Sandy up here. Like it's not a joke. Yeah, for sure. A time of transformation. And I think over the summer, we've definitely been feeling the inklings of transformation needed, whether it's on a personal level, a societal level, or even us figuring out where we can transform society. So that's all going to play out. So let's start with September. The start of the fall season is the start of Libra season, which will last for about a month. So it starts on September 22nd, 2022. So just in that date alone, there's five twos. So I think a lot of partnership energy, in my opinion, And the Libra season will last until October 23rd. I love Libra season. I'm a Libra sun. It tends to be a busy time of the year for me, but it's a time of partnership and really assessing the people in your life and who's really going to be important in the new year and just in general in your life. It's time to do spring cleaning on your partnerships or figure out what partnership is really meant for you. And uh, Libra season starts while Mercury is still retrograde. So perhaps somebody from the past comes back and then you have to assess if that past person is really meant to be in your life moving forward beyond Mercury direct, which Mercury starts going direct at the beginning of October. And then a few days later on September 25th, you have the new moon in Libra. So I feel like the beginning, the beginning of the fall season, it's very Libra vibes. So Stella, what are your thoughts on that and what people can expect for Libra season? Oh yeah, definitely with the retrograde, it's going to be very interesting to see how people transform. And I think we were talking off camera, just like the fact that it's going from an air sign to an earth sign, it's Mm -hmm. going to be maybe your thoughts connecting to the reality that you're living. And how are you going to reassess? Am I making enough money in this area? Is this business worth my time? Is this Uh person even because of partnership, is this person worth my time, et cetera? And am I invested in what we're doing together? And then once it gets to Virgo, you get a solid answer and you get to decide and it'll finally go direct in Virgo, and you can implement some of the new ideas that have come up. Definitely take your time with this retrograde. Do not do anything excessively extreme because you have it on your mind. Because again, it is Libra and you will have things on your mind. It's an air sign, but it doesn't necessarily mean it can transform unless it's in a direct position. So what you want to do is write it down, scripting, making a vision board, thinking things through, thinking how the solution to the problem that you're facing, as opposed to, because again, solutions can be solved with two people. So maybe sitting down with your partner, whether it's a loved one or a business partner and saying, hey, these are the problems I'm having with our business. This is what I would like to change. This is where I'm going to be doing more effort. Would you like to step in to do more? And those conversations are really going to help you to make sure that this is a successful retrograde, as opposed to barging against it, making rash decisions, (laughs) arguing with people. Sometimes you might just need to cut people out, like just cut it off before you say something that you might not want to take back or you might not be able to take back. Be careful around that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. So it seems like the fall season will start with, with a lot of partnership negotiations and really figuring out what makes sense. And then that leads us to the new moon, the first new moon of the season, which is the new moon in Libra happening on September 25th. And that new moon will be placed in two degrees Libra. And it'll have a few aspects, some positive, some that are going to be challenging. So this new moon will be happening up right opposite of Jupiter, the planet of luck and expansion. It'll be also opposite Neptune, which is the planet of idealism, but also illusion. And then it'll have some good aspects as well. It'll be right next to Venus and in good aspect with Pluto. So yeah, very interesting new moon, some positives, some negatives. You would think with a new moon opposite Jupiter, that might need, might not be a good thing. It might present some challenges and also being opposite Neptune. But then it's being conjunct a good planet like Venus. Perhaps this new moon can bring some love or some financial fortune. But in, and then also with it being in good aspect with Pluto, maybe you'll have to transform or your life will tra start to transform in some way to bring this sweet result. But you may have to assess you know, how that'll affect your plans for expansion, or you may have to come to terms with what is real or not real about this opportunity. I think this new moon is a very interesting start to the fall season. It could provide like a fork in the road or some sort of cliffhanger. It definitely starts the fall on a really interesting note. Stella, what are your thoughts on this new moon? The fact that it's opposing Jupiter, <laughs> I would say is the biggest clue that it could be a marker of good luck. Oppositions to Jupiter can go both, could go either way. They can be surprising endings, but definitely in terms of love, just look at all of the things that you are grateful for. Look at all of the ways that you've been blessed in love. I'm always a proponent, especially if you're single, if you're looking at the world around you in a negative way, if you're looking at babies crossing the street and you're angry about it because somebody else has a baby, look at the world from a different, take this opportunity that you're being given with this new moon to say like, where is the love in the world? And appreciate the love in the world. And as you appreciate the love in the world, more love is called into your life. Definitely use this new moon for that. Set your intentions about where you'd like to change in terms of your love life. And whatever position the new moon is in the house, look at that house and see what can you change about it? If it's the first house, if you're a Libra rising, like you can transform your whole life under this new moon energy and write down what you'd like to do. I love scripting as I always talk about it on my podcast, on my channel and stuff, but definitely take this new moon energy and do something good with it because it's opposing Jupiter. It could be really a good energy for you. Yeah, for sure. So for me, it'll affect my solar first house and then my actual 10th house. So maybe things about myself or my career may change. So yeah, that's really good tips for everybody to look up where this new moon will affect them because it's this new moon will kick off your fall season. Hopefully you can use it wisely. And then we wrap up September with Venus entering Libra on September 29th. And Venus will be in this sign until October 23rd. So until the start of Scorpio season. And I think Venus entering Libra, it's a really sweet transit. It also adds to the lovey vibes of September and just appreciating the people in your life and seeing what love you have in your life. And then also on the same day on September 29th, Ceres, which is the astro of nurture enters the very grounded sign of Virgo. Actually, for a long time, it'll be in that sign until December 18th. So pretty much for the majority of the fall. And so perhaps that's a time where you can really develop structures in your life 
and tangibly create opportunities in your life that will make you feel taken care of. So good grounded energy to pretty much blanket the majority of the fall season. And then we get into October. Yeah, super healing. Yeah, super healing. Series being there for so long. Series being there for so long is super healing. Whether it's going to be on a societal level or on an individual level, or even just the fact that Virgo is another earth sign and it could be like healing of the earth. The choices that we make could be healing to the earth. Like I said before, it's a lot of energy for our people out there who are fighting for earth's rights. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, really interesting. Yeah. And then September has these love, lovely, lovey type of vibes. It's kickstarting the fall. And then we get into October. So October is the first full month of fall. And in my opinion, it definitely starts with some shifts. So right at the beginning, like the first week of October, we have Mercury going direct. We have Vesta, the asteroid of focus going direct. And we also have Pluto going direct to kickstart October along with the eclipses starting again in October. And then we have a full moon in Aries. I think October is going to be a huge month in my opinion. I'm getting ready to buckle my seatbelt for October. So leading up to what Stella was mentioning before, all those thoughts you've been having, you can start potentially to manifest them in October and taking concrete action. And then with Pluto going direct, maybe any like any psychological thoughts you have been having about yourself or things underneath or in the background of yourself that you've been assessing and realizing now you could possibly bring them to the forefront and really start addressing them. So I think October is really going to start almost like a, it could either feel like a breath of fresh air or like the door of an airplane opening and like everything coming towards you. So it's going to be an interesting month. So what are your thoughts on the start of October, Stella, and these plans going direct? We all, we have to realize all these planets went retrograde pretty much in the summer or or right before the summer. So all of the things we've been holding back, all the emotions we've been holding back, all the actions we've been holding back. Now there's just this floodgate, the first week of October of action, 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 whether you're out there at work or you have your own business, whatever the case may be for your work life, especially since it's like Mercury going direct in Virgo, which is the sign of the worker. That's going to be the first note of the month. You're going to see yourself exercising a lot putting a lot of effort into it. And I don't mean exercise, like exercise, doing things, making moves, making big money moves. That's what I think that first week is going to be all about. And then of course, like that impact of that full moon in Aries. And I have to say on October 9th, that full moon in Aries, ending all of these direct motions that are happening with the planets is so telling about where we're at because where was the new moon in Aries? New moon in Aries is all about what you're seeding for this year, what you're going to be doing. It's the first sign within the Zodiac. A lot of times it doesn't have follow through. <laughs> it's it you actually make things happen and you can reassess your life once that full moon energy hits. But hey, you've made the plan. Do it. Do it. Do not stop yourself. Do not hesitate. Don't be afraid. Don't think about it twice. Don't give yourself that wiggle room. Oh, maybe if I could do it. You've got the energy. You've got the 
earth energy of Virgo with Mercury there. You've got all of the Vesta going direct. You've got Pluto going direct and they're going direct. Pluto's going direct in Capricorn, another earth sign. And Vesta's going direct in the sign of the people Aquarius. So it's like everything that you're going to do, the outreach you're going to do, the work you're going to do, it's going to matter. So take advantage of this energy and do something. I would say we're going to see a lot of new companies or a lot of new people forging new partnerships, a lot of people going out there and becoming the voice or taking on that energy of Saturn being an Aquarius right now, taking on that energy of the people and pushing forward with new ideas and new plans that they've been holding back. And this is your sign. The full moon in Aries is your sign to finally end the wait, end the thought process and do something. So I'm very excited for October. Yeah. yeah, and I think what also adds to the full moon in Aries, get it done vibes, is that it has some pretty good aspects. So this full moon will be in good aspect to Saturn, which is the planet of structure, tough lessons, but also determination to get something done. And then it's also in good aspect to Mars, the planet of action and really igniting. So I think this will be a time where you're going to feel compelled to move a step in your life forward. And you're actually going to have the wherewithal to do it. So, you know, it's not most... It's not every day that you get a full moon that has good aspects with both Mars and Saturn. And I think that gives that balance because sometimes you'll have a good aspect with Mars, but then Saturn's not really involved. So you want to go, but it may not be time. And then other times you have a good aspect with Saturn, but you don't have the ignition of Mars to really get you going. So this is really a time to get things, to really get it started. And I think overall, this full moon is going to have good aspects. The only one that might be challenging is the full moon opposing Venus, but it just has the, those two strong aspects with Saturn and Mars that I think will overcome whatever challenges may arise with this full moon. And then as we get into the nitty gritty of October, we have Mercury entering Libra on October 10th and Mercury will be in there until October 29th. So for the majority of October, and this could help with communications. Libra is the diplomatic sign. It's a charming kind of sign. And when you have plan the planet of communication, Mercury entering that sign, I think it could help for you having the communications that you might need to have to really get your plan moving forward. So it's really fortunate that Mercury will be entering Libra the day after this full moon in Aries starts to occur. I think maybe October October 10th to October 29th, while Mercury's in Libra, it could be a time to maybe make amends because Libra is the peacemaker sign. So you might want to think about what kind of bridges did you burn during Mercury retrograde prematurely? And who do you need to contact to maybe make things right with? And then we've got October 23rd, which is a big day, in my opinion, so much happening. So on October 23rd, you've got Scorpio season starting, which in my opinion, it's, I consider it spooky season. Scorpio is a sign of digging underneath and a sign that thinks of, I don't know what's really going on. It's an investigative transformation. Topic. Yeah. The soul level energy you're putting forward, like so many, like the creepy things behind your decisions, the subconscious things. Not 12th house energy, but definitely that 8th house sub unconscious energy that you're like, what am I actually doing here? And the therapy you actually need, what you need to work on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and of, of course.
course, money, money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially if it has the eighth house vibes, shared resources, like who do you own debts to? Who do you want to partner in money with? It can take on a very shared resources type of feel as opposed to just your own money. So yeah, on October 23rd, you've got Scorpio season starting, which will last for about a month. You've got Venus entering the sign of Scorpio. So that could mean if there's anything going on in love in your life, it can maybe get deeper during this time, or you may start to see the cracks that are within it, so to speak, or maybe start getting jealous and kind of realizing you have deeper feelings for somebody than you thought. Then you have Saturn going direct. So Saturn has been retrograde for a while at this point, and it's going direct on October 23rd. So I think that's adding to the vibes that October has of a time to start getting things done. So with Saturn starting to go direct, it may give you the confidence that you might've been lacking while Saturn was in retrograde. And then Juno, the asteroid that represents long-term partnership is also going direct. So maybe during this time, you also realize that there's a person in your life that you truly want to partner with and you want to see how you can actually make that happen. So October 23rd is going to be a huge day and it's leading to the solar eclipse in Scorpio. So what are your thoughts on October 23rd to October 25th, which is when the uh, happens? Yeah, you guys, this is going to be a tough set of days for you. Like reality is going to hit with that Saturn in Aquarius, like a ton of bricks. Saturn is, is the ruler of time. He's the ruler of the difficulties. And it's just like all of the challenges that the retrograde alleviated for some of you or maybe exacerbated for others, depending on where Saturn is. All of those things will come to a forefront and you're going to be faced with what actions are you going to take to avoid these problems or to avoid these unconscious issues, to avoid the unhealthy activity you've been doing or even to change. I think this is going to be deeply transformative, like on a real level, like the 23rd, I don't know if it's going to be a big action on a governmental, national, international level, but something big is going to happen on the 23rd. We're all going to feel it. We're all going to see it. We're all going to be impacted by it just because of so many things mm -hmm. happening at the same time in the sign of Scorpio. And we have to remember Scorpio is the tail. It's not just this lovey-dovey phoenix that's going to rise from the ashes. It's also the scorpion and it's got a tail and it's going to sting and it's going to hurt. But you needed this hurt in order to see people for who they really are, for example, with Vesta, Juno going direct, excuse me, with people, how they really love you. Are you really being loved with Venus and Scorpio? Are you able to accept the way that they love you? Sun entering Scorpio is going to highlight like how your finances are impacted by the decisions you've been making. Saturn direct kicking it off is just like big dose of reality being injected into life. We've been under this illusion under a lot of like stress because whether or not it's on the news with like fake news and things like that and who, who can we really believe what's really going on and like this injection of reality from Saturn is going to be like a slap in the face to anyone who's been lying to you to anyone who's been lying to the public people are going to see people for who they really are if you get what I'm trying to say and just those words alone you know what I'm talking about <laughs> and like how you can improve yourself by ignoring those elements that want to distract you. And then you learn about their real motivations. What are the motivations that people have behind what they're doing? Because Scorpio is the spy. It's going to look behind the curtain. And I have a Scorpio moon. I'm super sus about everybody. I'm like, what are you really doing here? What's your intention? Why are you looking at me that way? And sure, it'll make me a little bit paranoid. But 
you all get a dose of that on the 23rd. And then to hit you even harder, you get the new moon solar eclipse. So that's where the whiplash comes in. And you've been hit with all this truth, you've been hit with all this reality. And then you realize maybe the consequences of it. Maybe you realize why you need to change. Maybe you realize that your belief systems are totally based on falsehoods. It's going to be a rock and roll time. And I feel for all of you who are going to be experiencing what Scorpio really feels like, what I deal with on a daily basis. And having this energy in your life is going to be so enlightening. I think we're going to transform for the better. And only because Venus is in Scorpio. So she's going to give that grace. You know what I'm saying? It's going to give a little bit of just luck when it comes to how we might interpret what's happening to us. And maybe give us a little bit of wiggle room in terms of our psyche being able to catch up. Because it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard set of days. And then it moves forward throughout this month and we get to the full moon, which will be even better, which we're going to keep going, right? For sure. Yeah. So then, yeah, with every solar eclipse comes an associated lunar eclipse, which will happen on the following month in November. But yeah, so with when it comes to this solar eclipse in Scorpio happening on October 25th, it's taking place in two degrees Scorpio, and it has a lot of aspects to it. It's going to be happening right next to Venus, which will be in Scorpio at that time. It will be happening right next to Mercury, which at that point will still be in Libra, about to go into Scorpio. And it's going to be in good aspect with Mars, the planet of action. It's going to be in good aspect with Juno, which has just gone direct. And Juno is the asteroid of long-term partnership. It's also going to be in good aspect with Vesta, the planet of focus. So some good aspects that will help in you realizing the connections in your life, like Stella mentioned, like getting that reality check, but being able to, but also feeling like, okay, now that I have this reality check, I need to move forward. I need to do something about it. But what I noticed here is there's no aspects with Saturn to provide that stability and the structure of how you're going to do it. You might be hit with a ton of bricks and feel like, now I have to do something about this, but it may not be the time for you to really find that answer just yet. The challenging aspect that this solar eclipse will have is that it will be square Pluto. That could also add to that whole theme you were mentioning, Stella, the truth rising to the surface and you realizing, oh, wow, like I've been so fooled or this is the reality check. What do I do about it? So with this being a solar eclipse, which is solar eclipses are basically like magnified new moon. So it's going to have a lot of getting started energy, but not necessarily completing energy it may take until the following month to figure out or really take action as to what to do about it. So yeah, I think October is going to be a reality check month. And then if that's not enough with the Scorpio vibes happening on October 23rd, and then the solar eclipse happening on October 25th, then at the very end of October, you have on October 28th, Jupiter, which has been retrograde this whole time throughout the summer, is now starting to enter Pisces, and it will be in there until December 20th, so until the rest of the fall. Jupiter entering Pisces is usually a fortunate thing because Jupiter is the associated planet with the sign of Pisces, so maybe that can soften the blow of things that are happening, but it may also magnify what you're feeling or cause you to exaggerate, so it really can go either way. Then on October 29th, the next day, you've got Mercury entering Scorpio. So if you already are realizing what's underneath, and you, maybe you're feeling betrayed, or maybe you're realizing how you've been betraying yourself. And then all of a sudden with Mercury entering Scorpio on October 29th, you're getting additional tools that are going to help you make sense of this rubble, for a lack of a better word, or realization 
because your thought and communication processes will be entering the investigative sign of Scorpio and you might be able to have the mental space and being able to say the right words that you need to really dig in deep as to what's going on. And then on the day before Halloween, on October 30th, you've got Mars going retrograde and it's going to be retrograde until next year, until January 12th, 2023. I personally am not a fan of Mars retrograde. No, I'm not a fan of Mars retrograde. It's Mars retrograde in Gemini. Oh my God. All right. Like it's going to be brother against brother. It's going to be like warlike energy in your everyday life. Like you're going to be facing so many challenges. I'm not a fear mongering type of astrologer. I don't like to tell people, oh, be careful. Like the end of the world is happening, but definitely be careful with your words. Be careful with your thoughts. You may be under an illusion. You may be breaking from an illusion and it might make you so angry that you react in a way that you're like, oh my God, you wouldn't normally do certain things. You come to realizations just because of all the things that have been happening in Scorpio, all the things that have been happening with Saturn going direct. And now you're like, what do I do with all this energy? And so what I always recommend, Mars is going retrograde in Gemini. Be careful who you say things to. Be careful how you treat people. Be careful how your outcomes are. They might not be as you wanted them, but that doesn't mean that you get to go and become a Karen about things because that's like big Karen energy because Gemini knows everything and knows all. That's not necessarily true. And Mars going retrograde in there exacerbates that energy around us and deal with your problems. Slow down your thoughts. Slow down what's happening. Slow down the actions you're going to take. You might make decisions that you regret. And that's like the closest I'll ever get to telling somebody like, be careful. Because I just, I'm always very hesitant to say the end of the world is happening. But it's, it could be the end of a vision that you had for yourself. It could be the end of a way of life that you thought was right when it's not. And it could be like, oh, wait, there are other people on this planet that we have to take care of. We all have to work together. But Noah's our kind of vibes. Like, <laughs> we got to take care. We got to take care of each other. And Mars and Gemini, either exacerbates that brotherly love or it forces us to see each other, to see into each other and say, am I willing to throw away all of the progress I've made as a human being in order to be right? So am I willing to love people through this, through these challenges and find a solution? So hopefully you will. Mercury is going into Scorpio. That's also the strategist. So you might get some energy into feeling the, your way around things. How can we strategize to ensure the longevity of our partnerships, even throughout this Mars energy in Gemini being retrograde? And it's the combination. Astrology is never one thing. Astrology is a combination of Jupiter being retrograde in Pisces. Astrology is a combination of Saturn finally going direct. Astrology is a combination of you're going through basically eclipse season while this is happening. And what does this all come together to mean? It might mean that you may make decisions that you regret. So think it through, slow it down. Don't let that Gemini reactive energy take you into disillusion and despair. It's not necessarily true. It could just be for this moment. So hopefully people will get through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mars retrograde, in my opinion as well, and through personal experience, like if you start, if you meet anybody new on a romantic 
interest level during this time. Maybe wait till January 13th, 2023 to take it serious. Because in my opinion, I find Mars retrograde is like bad juju vibes for anybody you meet. You might be really into them if you meet them during this time. But then all of a sudden you wake up and you realize, okay, they're not who you thought you they were. Or you realize I wasn't even attracted to them in the first place. What was I thinking? Or they might think the same thing of you. And it has nothing to, nothing against you if the love interest all of a sudden doesn't like you anymore. So just be careful dating during this time. Be careful with any sexual attractions you have during this time that get started during Mars retrograde because it may not last and it might kick you in the pants. So just proceed with caution with dating and attraction during Mars retrograde. Yeah. So from October. And I just wanted to add. I wanted to add one more thing. I think they're also going to be in mutual reception. What's so mutual? we've got what, what's uh, Mercury in Scorpio and Mars in Gemini. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's even more. Fa- I'm literally sitting here like, wait a second. Like they're in the, they're in each other's signs. This is crazy. This is going to be a wild time. I'm so so excited. So excited because I have very strong Gemini. So I'm like, this is probably good for me. <laughs> so all of you out there, Mercury and Geminis or Mars and Scorpios, all of you out there, it could be a good thing. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Yeah. And another thing to think about is that Mars has been in Gemini since August 20th, and it's going to be in Gemini for a long time, for longer than usually Mars ever is in a sign. And think to August 20th or around that time. Think of what area in your life was ignited or was put in the spotlight. And I would think that during Mars retrograde, that area of your life will probably get backtracked a bit or kind of be up for review. So just keep that in mind. Look at your natal chart, see what house Gemini is on and where Mars could be in your natal chart. Is it in your 10th house of career? Is it in your fourth house of home? Is it in your second house of financial and resources and self-worth? Look to see where it falls in your natal chart to get a sense of what area is really going to be amplified for you during this Mars retrograde season and just try to make it through. Maybe there's some good things about Mars retrograde, but I just personally have been burned by Mars <laughs> retrograde over the years. So I just get under a blanket and I just wait for it to be over. Nah, use the energy of Mars retrograde to get what you want. And that's the biggest thing. Cause sometimes what you want might not be what the rest of the world needs. Oh. So it could be that dark Mars energy where you get all of your ducks in a row, but that means knocking somebody off the pedestal, like taking someone out from the position in work or highlighting somebody else's failings or, you know, that undercover because it's Gemini's the twins, the good, the bad. Are you going to give into that bad energy so you get what you want? That's Mars and Gemini too, retrograde. Or are you going to do the right thing and take the right steps? You're not usually rewarded for doing the bad thing especially since Saturn's going to be direct in Aquarius. Like I would be extra careful to do something that's undercut or to undercut others in order to take advantage. Maybe we take advantage of that Libra energy at the beginning and we do it in partnership, in alignment with people, in support of others, maybe through working with others as opposed to working against each other Mm -hmm. to get what we want. Yeah, sure. For sure. And so I think with the first half of the fall, September is like this sweet start to the fall, almost like sweet delusion, but there's some really special <laughs> stuff that could happen there. So I'm glad that the fall eases us in. It's like September still has that laid back summer vibes that we had, but it starts you know on a really sweet note. 
And then October comes and it's like the reality check, it seems. And then because of that reality check, we have to wonder, were all the sweet things that happened over the summer in September, are they built to last or are they meant to crumble? And it's up to how you investigate and how everything falls that you decide which path the those things will take. And then we get into November, another full month in the fall. And November, it's, it's almost like you're on a hike and you're on an incline and you think, okay, it's going to level off at this point. And then it doesn't, it just keeps on going up. So the first major astrological event of November is the lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 8th. So this lunar eclipse in Taurus is happening in 16 degrees Taurus. And it has quite a bit of aspects going on. So it's going to be conjunct Uranus. So in my opinion, I think, okay, a surprise is happening or maybe- Unexpected results from our elections in the United States. Yeah, unexpected results. <laughs> unexpected for, for like, some people. Elections. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be, that's the major aspect that really stands out. And that aspect is happening at zero degrees. So it's very exact. It's going to be very strong. Conjunct Uranus. And it's also a good aspect to Ceres, which is the planet, uh, sorry, the asteroid of nurture, which as we've mentioned before, it's going to be in Virgo during this time. So going to, it's, there'll be some healing aspects to this lunar eclipse, but yeah, that bang with the conjunct with Uranus. And then it has some challenging aspects. So I feel like all the good aspects that the eclipse in October had will now be challenging in November. So this lunar eclipse will be opposing the planet of communication and thought, Mercury. It will be opposing the planet of love and finances, Venus. It will be square, the, the planet of structure and tough lessons, which is Saturn. So I just don't know what to think. Is there any positive aspect to this lunar eclipse? In the, the positive that we have is the conjunction to the North Node. So this is a destiny type of eclipse. And I mean, on a human level. And I think what the unexpected result is gonna be is something I've been saying since the summer and even in, I think the spring, where I was like, this is gonna be a year all about transforming the earth. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where that unexpected result is. And I am of the opinion that anybody running on a platform to save the planet is gonna have a lot more popularity than people actually expected. Oh, we actually do wanna live on this planet and clean it up. Yeah. What a surprise. I predict that the elections in November in the United States are really gonna be about earth justice. And people are just gonna be, wait, huh? What do you mean? You voted for people who are like, not even on the ballot, maybe not on the ballot, maybe not people who are unexpected, people who we didn't even have in our mainstream type of ideology because people are wor actually worried about the planet. So that's why I think since all of these things square Saturn, Saturn the in, in the sign of the people Aquarius, it's going to be opposing Venus, also an earth energy type of planet. The fact that this is in Taurus, again, another earth sign. And it could also do with money. Like where are we investing our money in the future? How are we going to invest our money in the future? And there could be a lot of conversations around that and people might shift their attitude. Remember, we just had a reality check in October. Like maybe there is some sort of issue financially on a global scale that we're all gonna be, have to be dealing with. 
by the time this full moon comes into fruition, we're like, okay, what are we doing now? What are the activities we have to do? What do we have to come back on? And we'll see what happens. I would say save your pennies, save your dollars. Make sure you're putting yourself in a financially fit attitude and you're not taking too many risks before this happens. And if nothing happens, better. I would be happy if it manifested in a different way. The fact that it's opposing, again, Venus doesn't just represent the earth, it represents finances. So you want to be careful how you're spending your money. You want to make sure you have a little bit of a nest egg, whether it's in the system on a scale inside of a bank or you have some money on hand, you want to have something saved. You want to have something on hand. And hopefully it's just another transit that happens and nothing life-changing. But at the same time, we have to realize like, this is happening conjunct the North Node. So obviously all most of them do happen that way, but it's also got so many hard aspects. So that reality check we got, all of those issues that we were having in October, now we get to see what actually that means. What does it mean for my life? What does it mean for my future? What am I going to do with this? And hopefully you guys make good choices in October. <laughs> And make good choices in the future so that you can live a better life. And ultimately, what I really want is that nothing incredibly crazy happens. <laughs> and we all just keep living a normal life, whatever normal means to you. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, Mars, sorry, November is really going to start on a surprising and impactful and destined note. After that, we start getting more into Sagittarius vibes in November, thank Thank goodness. I'm a Sag. Lucky, lucky vibes. Sag is lucky. <laughs> lucky vibes. We need Sag it. <laughs> Thank God. On November 16th, Venus enters Sagittarius and it'll be there until December 9th. So I think that after the investigative probing vibes of Scorpio that we had for October, now things might get a little more optimistic with love and finances. Like maybe you start to date somebody outside of your type, but also be careful because Mars retrograde is still going on. Or maybe you decide to take a trip with somebody you really care about, or you decide to save some money for a trip or use some of your money to go on a trip. So I think that what's adding to the more optimistic vibes then on the next day, November 17th, you have Mercury entering Sagittarius, and that'll be there until December 6th. But I think with Mercury being in Sagittarius, it will lead you to communicate and be upfront with what you're thinking after you've had all this investigation and reflect reflection in October. But it could also maybe come across as you like telling people what to do or like being like, this is my truth and this is what's right without taking into account what other people think and where other people are coming from. You might also spread yourself kind of thin, even though Sagittarius is the opposite sign to Gemini, which is really all about being nimble and fickle. Sagittarius can also spread itself thin too, because it just thinks anything is possible. So during this time, just be careful of keeping your optimism in check and knowing you can't do anything, but you can't do everything. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And I think especially since the fall is going to make you feel like all these things are changing and you have to do it all and figure it all out. Just make sure you're taking care of yourself too and not spreading yourself too thin. And then Vesta, the planet of, sorry, Vesta, the asteroid of focus is entering Pisces and Pisces is a very compassionate sign. Vesta will be in Pisces until next year, until February 7th, 2023. And I think with this trance, it's coming at a good time as we're nearing the holiday season. And I think it's just going to add 
let's help each other vibes, which I think will be very much needed after the two eclipses that have occurred in October and November. So I think it's just adding to the good vibes. And then we have Sag season starting November 22nd, and that will be happening over the course of about a month until December 21st, which is the end of the fall season. This is going to add to the happy vibes, the hopeful vibes. And then we have our new moon in Sagittarius on November 23rd, and it's going to be right at first degree Sagittarius. And I think overall, this new moon is going to be pretty positive. Probably the most positive moon placement that we've had in the fall. Like I think after the reality check of October, November is going to add some aloe to whatever we're feeling, some soothing vibes that we're going to need. So what are your thoughts on November, Stella? So the second half of November is looking a lot more positive where the planets are situated. While we still, we have to remember Mars is still retrograde in Gemini. Like this is going to be the grace after all of the tumult that happened in October. And in November, early November, and you're going to get to see people's coming together. You're going to get to see people's beliefs being put to the test. You're going to get to see people with Vesta being in Pisces. People really care for each other, care about what happens to their fellow man. Not so much in that way where it's very active, like in an Aquarius type of energy, but definitely the Sagittarius is luck. Sagittarius is the wise response, Sagittarius, the wisdom of time and how to improve and how to be better in the future and learning from the past as opposed to making the same mistake. A lot of people might be very reflective during this time, maybe answering a lot of questions about why we're in this situation or how we can be better in the future as human beings or we ourselves as people, how we can be better in the future. So definitely with that Vesta in Pisces, I see a lot of people caring more about their loved ones, about their relationships and how to build better relationships in the future. Some much needed hope for the end of November. And then this new moon in Sagittarius on November 23rd, it's going to have majority of the aspects are positive. I think it's going to be very hopeful. So this new moon will be in a positive aspect to Jupiter, the planet of luck, and also the ruling planet of Sagittarius. That's going to add to the good vibes. And this new moon is going to be happening right next to Mercury, the planet of thought of commu and communication. It's going to happen right next to Venus, which is the planet of love and finances. It's going to be in good aspect to Pluto, the planet of transformation. And it's also going to be in good aspect to Pallas Athene, which is the asteroid of wisdom and creativity. So I just think it's going to be a really good new moon, a really much needed one that's just going to provide hope after all the shakeups that the fall would have brought so far at that point. And then to wrap up November, Jupiter goes direct on November 23rd. Oh yeah, so Jupiter goes direct on the day of the new moon in Sagittarius. And Jupiter is a major aspect in this new moon. So yeah, any luck that you feel like you didn't have, or maybe if you felt like blocked in some kind of way from having the resources you needed to move forward, this new moon can provide what you need to take that next step forward. So I think it's going to be really positive. And then at the very end of November, on November 30th, Pallas Athene goes retrograde and, and it will be retrograde until February 16th, 2023. 
And then I think with palace, a thing going retrograde, you may have to rethink what you think is wise. You may have to rethink what is the right path. And I think at that point, you'll be ready for it because there would have been so many shakeups already with the eclipses. You'll be floating on the positive vibes of the new moon in Sagittarius. And by the time this transit of or this instance of Pallas Athene going retrograde happens, you're, yeah, I'm ready for it. Like truth, what is truth? Wisdom, what I thought was right, what is that? Like, I don't even know. You're just going to be going forward into December, being a little more hopeful, being a little more healed. And then we get into December, the last bit of the fall season, and quite a bit happens in December. So we don't have any eclipses in December, but a lot's happening. So we start December with Neptune going direct. So I think that's going to add also to whatever wool has been over your eyes being pulled back and you just having continued clarity. And then we start getting into more Capricorn vibes. And Capricorn is the doer sign. It's a successful sign. It's an entrepreneurial sign. So I think it's just going to help give you that structure to move forward with the plans that have arisen during the fall. Mercury enters Capricorn on December 6th, and it'll be there until February 11th, 2023. And this could be a time where you just get added mental energy to be ambitious, to figure out the realistic ways to move forward and to put tangible steps into place to be successful with whatever you've decided to do. And then we have on December 7th, the full moon in Gemini, which I think overall is going to be another positive moon placement. And this full moon in Gemini will be in 16 degrees Gemini, and it will be right next to Mars, the planet of action, and it'll be in good aspect with Saturn, and it'll be in good aspect with Chiron. So I think it's going to add a healing vibe, and it's going to move you forward. And once again, we have the power duo of Mars and Saturn involved in a moon placement, so the other time in the fall where we have a moon placement that has positive aspects to Mars and Saturn is the full moon in Aries that occurs on, or at this point occurred on October 9th. So full moon in Aries, like we mentioned before, it's a full moon that's going to really propel you forward. And that happened on October 9th. And once again, we get similar type of vibes two months later with the full moon in Gemini, another full moon that's going to really help you propel forward. So yeah, I, I think a pretty good start to December. Stella, what are your thoughts on the first half of December? I think it's just a lot of illusions being broken. Mercury is going to enter a really earthy sign. So it's going to be a lot of grounded energy around our thoughts. A lot of this cagey energy like passive aggressive energy from mars and gemini might be confronted and then of course you're making that connection to that full moon in gemini and the full moon in aries and it's now we're two signs after that full moon we're mm -hmm. in a new direction we've had all of these eclipses what had what has happened and like very reflective of what have you accomplished by doing all that you've done have you actually accomplished what you thought you would or have you made a mistake you know what I mean like it's a lot of fixing your mistakes type of energy especially Mercury and Capricorn that's like the father the corrector of the zodiac how can we correct how can we correct course and hopefully it'll be mistakes that are minor and not major to your life so that you can just go back and maybe apologize for something or fix a certain situation maybe there'll be some sort of reconciliation between two peoples that you didn't expect because 
because as much as Mars and Gemini is like brothers at war, it's also like, how can we become more aligned? How can we go forward together in a better way? How can we be more strategic about our relationships so that we don't end up in the same situation? And hopefully we'll be able to work through all of our problems within our society, not all at once, obviously. The dreamer of Sagittarius energy was like, let's fix everything. How can we fix it? How can we move forward in a better way? What can we do better to be more welcoming to others and more aligned with others? But you'll also have people who are very strict in their belief systems, who even with Neptune going direct, even with Mercury and Capricorn, then the full moon in Gemini throws up their hands like, I'm not going to care anymore. You guys want to be in your lane, you be in your lane, especially since it's a conjunct with Mars. And I think we're building a world well, there'll be maybe two realities or two separate situations that people are living through. And some will be able to go through the current, especially if you have a strong Gemini, they'll be able to go from one to the other. And a lot of people will feel very constricted in the energy that they've built for themselves. And then there'll be people who are looking for the greatest good for all. And so the energy of the beginning of December is what's the greatest outcome for all of us to be able to live together in peace? And where can we find that, that inner peace between each other? And then who's the parent of the relationship with Mercury and Capricorn? Who's the one directing all of this? I'm sure we'll have some sort of authority figure come out and maybe whether you're in the proceedings of a divorce or you're trying to negotiate some sort of deal or you're trying to figure out your prenuptial agreements before you get married, there'll be a lot of questions about what are the details of what's going on? Who is going to be the person that benefits the most, et cetera? I don't know. These are just examples of things that can happen during this time just because of the energy and the connections that they all make. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then as we get into December, towards the end of the fall, the Capricorn energy of, yeah, really making sense of everything that has occurred and taking tangible next steps, it, it just continues on. So on December 9th, we have Venus entering Capricorn, and it'll be there until January 2nd of 2023. But with Venus entering Capricorn, it can make you realistic in whatever love interests or love connections you have. It can make you realistic when it comes to your financial success. You might be able to come up with a new budget or figure out how to better organize your finances. So it's good that you're going to get this supportive Capricorn energy to really show you what you're capable of during this holiday season and how to have a good one without breaking the bank. Then you've got Jupiter entering Aries once again. It was in Aries before earlier this year. It's back. And that happens on December 20th. And it'll be, Jupiter will be in Aries until May 16th, 2023. So we'll be there for a while. And I think it'll just add to the positive vibes that December is bringing, but just make sure that you don't overdo it and get too overconfident or too egocentric and be all about yourself. But I think overall, it'll be a good transit and look at your natal chart to see what houses of your natal chart will be affected by Jupiter passing through Aries from December 20th to May 16th of next year. Then we have Capricorn season, which starts December 21st. So that's also going to add to the practical vibes. You might be more focused on finding your new stability after this pretty hectic fall season, or maybe you decide to come up with a new career goal and really make it happen. And then I think one of the best parts of December is on December 23rd, which is right before Christmas Eve. And that is when Chiron goes direct. So Chiron ha at that point has been re retrograde since July 19th. And from July 19th to the holidays, might have been a time where you were dealing with some sort of inner hurt or dealing with some sort of buried 
wound within yourself. And when Chiron goes direct, right, as the holiday season is starting, it could be a time where you really come face to face with how far you've come since the summer. And you really find out what kind of karmic cycles or what kind of inner wounds did you actually overcome that you didn't realize until this time. And then that leads on the same day to the new moon in Capricorn, which is the last new moon of the fall season and the last ma major astrological event of the fall season. I think it doesn't have a lot of aspects to it. So this new moon in Capricorn is happening at one degree Capricorn. It's interesting. A lot of the new and full moons happening in the fall are happening at the early stages of a sign. So I find that really interesting, which kind of also adds to the getting started igniting vibes that have happened during the fall. So this new moon in Capricorn has two challenging aspects it's going to be a challenging aspect to jupiter the planet of luck and expansion and it'll also be in challenging aspect to series the asteroid of nurture there's been positive vibes and healing happening during december but it will this new moon bring holiday joy or holiday havoc what do you think stella I think holiday joy. I'm yeah. team joy. This is like much more reflective. We've got the Sierra, the Chiron energy just coming in and it's going direct in Aries, which is like all of that new energy, all of that pent up energy, all of the newness that has been happening. For example, just in terms of the technology we've been embracing, how are those rules that we've set up with ourselves and technology have, how have they changed because of the impact of this fall? How can we better integrate ourselves in this life with all the things that have changed, with all of the ways that life has changed? What does it mean for us moving forward? And then what sort of luck will we have once we embrace change? Because that's really, Jupiter's there to ease the changes that we are embracing. And in Aries, it's going to be a lot of energy around what new things are coming up, what changes have happened financially and otherwise, especially with these eclipses being in Taurus and Scorpio. What has changed in terms of your finances because of what has been going on? How have you changed as a person because of the world events that have happened throughout the eclipse season or the individual events that have happened on a micro level in your life because of what was triggered because of the eclipse? And then with this Capricorn energy, a little bit of stability finally comes in. And I think stability is what we ultimately all want. <laughs> like drama is fun for a little while, but in the long term, like it doesn't, it doesn't generate long-term solutions. Constantly being in drama does not generate drama, war, whatever you want to call it, does not generate positive solutions. And what we need in this planet, and especially since there's a, like a large movement of progressives coming into the forefront around the world who are challenging governments to really look at their people as entities that need support. And we all pay into the same systems. Why are some people preferred over others? And this culminating energy is going to stabilize that sort of thought process. Like, how can we improve the lives of others? All of those big hits that we had throughout fall. And then we get into Capricorn and we finally decide, yes, we're going to move forward in helping people. We're going to move forward in changing the world. We're going to move forward in how we individually affect the planet or how we individually affect each other. We're going to be better towards each other, especially series moving into Libra. I think it's very telling. We need to take action to be better in our relationships. And there's been a call to action for both men and women, but mostly men to be better in relationships. And that series energy at the end is, okay, what do we have to do? 
what, how can we be better in relationships? So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to December being that culminating energy, being that ending to the book of all of this fall drama we've been going through. It's like days of our lives, like expanded throughout yeah. the three or four months. Yeah. And the winter solstice will hopefully bring with it a little bit of ease from all of the tumult we have been through throughout the astrologically throughout these times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope people rested during the summer because the fall is going to be an interesting ride, but a much needed ride for everybody to propel us forward as people. We always have to be propelled forward and the fall will provide us with that. And I definitely encourage everybody listening today to check out our energy of the winter, energy of the spring, energy of the summer. So you can compare and see how the different seasons have been and how it's all leading up to the fall and the wrap up of 2022, which has been a very interesting year so far. So I hope that you all have enjoyed this episode. Leave a comment if you have it, a question, do whatever you would like. Stay tuned to our future episodes and we'll see you in the next one. Yep. Yep. And remember to never give in to your delusions and illusions and look forward to hearing how this fall affects you. If you have something that you resonated with that happened and you're coming back to this video, please put it in the comments below. We really look forward to those comments and read all of them and answer all of them. So it's very exciting to see how we help people with astrology. It's, I personally enjoy it a lot. So if you, if anybody needs a reading from me or Nayeli, please feel free to reach out as well. And we would be glad to give you a reading. So yeah, very exciting. All right. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye.